This episode of Lead to Win is brought to you by Michael Hyatt's Countdown to 2021. Join this exclusive newsletter and free community of like-minded achievers who are committed to turning 2020's disappointments into 2021's greatest successes. Learn more at leadto.win slash countdown. Hi, I'm Megan Hyatt-Miller. And I'm Larry Wilson. And this is Lead to Win, our weekly podcast to help you win at work and succeed at life. And today, first of all, we're having kind of a reunion show because Larry's here. Yay! And we're talking about habits, which is a favorite topic for both of us. So Larry, welcome. Hey, thank you, Megan. Good to be back with you. I have really missed you. We had a lot of fun as we were just talking right before we came on. And I was thinking, you know what? It's been a little boring without you lately. <laughs> well, I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're talking about habits. This is a favorite subject of mine. You know, I have been a believer in habits for quite a few years. I'll tell you about my the very first habit I intentionally developed, but I'm going to say that for later in the Ooh, show. But can we I've kind of dove into the habit thing with both feet. But I know there's some people who probably listening who like habits, schmabits, you know, it's like, I don't have the time. It's too hard. I tried to form a habit once it didn't work. And a lot of people just don't get the value of habits. You know, Larry, I think habits are really helpful, especially for leaders or anybody who feels like they're just busy, which I think um, when we say those two things, that's pretty much everybody, because they not only help you be more intentional about the things that matter in your life, that's important for sure, but they also automate decision making. And we talk a lot about Mm. productivity and decision making and automation around here. But if you're a leader or you're busy, you're probably making a lot of decisions. And one of the reasons that Um, you may find yourself tired or mentally exhausted is decision fatigue because you're making so many decisions all day long. And if you can automate some of those um, through habits, that's so, so helpful. You know, that decision fatigue is a real thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was reading an article here just recently about how many people are suffering from mental fatigue due to COVID and and all the stresses of 2020, not just the pandemic, but uh, it's a real thing. And the amount of time you spend making decisions really drains you. You know, there's some research on this too, that uh, only about 5% of your brain is dedicated to that kind of thought, decision-making, your prefrontal cortex. Yeah, it's a small part of your brain. But it takes up to 25% of your energy. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So how do you reconcile those two things? Right in the front of your head, that's a hot little spot. You know, a lot of (laughs) thoughts going through there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it just, uh, if you can take some of those decisions and automate them, not have to make the same uh, choices every single day. Uh, It really frees up your mind, frees up your brain, and you feel better. You have more energy as a result, less stressful. Absolutely. Today, we're going to talk about the reasons that every leader should review their habits and fine-tune their habits. And we've got three great reasons. There's one more thing I think probably we ought to say before we dive in, Megan, for those, uh, I'll just call them habit deniers out there. (laughs) (laughs) 
should call them habit skeptics. You know, habit they're just skeptics. not sure yet. Uh, that's yeah. better. Yeah, they're just not sure about it. But let me just challenge you with this. You have habits. You may not think about them. You may not want to form them. You may not even be aware of them. But there are things you do by force of habit every single day so we're just talking about being intentional with those habits and helping you out as a leader, uh, as, a, as a worker, as a person. Let's get to our three reasons that every leader should fine-tune their habits. The first one is this, habits simplify your life. Yeah, this is a big one. And this is really what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, which is leveraging the power of automation to save your energy and eliminate decisions that otherwise you would have to make. And um, this is one of the best ways that especially right now, we can just eliminate the mental fatigue that we're all experiencing. You know, every decision that you have to make um, you know, kind of from the ground up takes a certain amount of energy, just like you were talking about. So when we automate things, when we develop habits, it's almost like we're making a decision once that eliminates mm-hmm. hundreds of decisions down the road. Um, one of the examples that I love for this, that I was finding for a long time, I really struggled with nutrition. You know, that was something that was really important to me. I wanted to take care of my body well, make sure I fueled my body um, in certain ways so that I would have energy and, you know, optimal health and all that kind of stuff. But I found that I would oftentimes find myself, you know, coming out of my office, now my home office at, you know, noon and go into the refrigerator and stand there and like, what should I have for lunch? You know, Mm -hmm. oh, shoot, I thought we had leftovers, but one of the kids had the leftovers or whatever, you know, and I would, I would then not have time to make something and I would skip meals or just, you know, not eat something that was as nutritious as I wanted. And so several months ago, I started every single morning when I woke up as part of my morning ritual deciding exactly what I'm going to eat for the day. And it's not really any any particular um, nutritional philosophy or anything like that, but just going ahead and doing the habit of planning my food for the day and then deciding that what I plan is what I'm going to eat. So once I make those decisions, there's no decisions to make for the rest of the day. I know what I'm going to have for breakfast, know what I'm going to have for lunch, dinner, snack, et cetera. You know, it's just all planned out. And what's so nice is that when I come out of my office for lunch or when it's time to make dinner, there's no questions because I've planned usually on the weekend for what we're going to have for dinner, you know, throughout the week. And I've planned every morning for what I'm having for the other meals. And I just know, and I'm telling you what, it has really freed up mental space for me to not have to think about that constantly. Because if you think about it, you're making decisions about what you're eating at least four times a day. You know, that does a couple things. Uh, it saves you time too. Mm-hmm. It, it reduces oh, yeah. the mental fatigue. But If you were able to calculate the amount of time that you stand there doing what I've heard called refrigerate, go to the refrigerator, open the door, close it, walk away. If you were to add up that time, I bet you spend 20 minutes a day just dithering about what to have for breakfast, what to have for lunch. If you're going out, where where should I go for lunch today? What should I get at the drive-thru or whatever it is? Exactly. Uh, And habits really simplify that. I know we've used, Megan, uh, your dad, uh, Michael, has used on this program a number of times the example about some leaders who wear the same thing every day. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of the same concept except uh, applied, you know, nutritionally. Yeah. And I'm I'm not a great leader, but... I wear the same thing almost every single day. You do, that's so true. 
People say, Larry, why do you wear so many black shirts? It's because it goes with everything, and I just take the next one off the off the rack, and that's my outfit. For I don't think about it. It's yeah. one thing I don't have to spend time on. So habits simplify your life. We, we should talk a little bit about, just to mention, rituals as well, because your daily rituals, which we preach pretty often here on Lead to Win, they really are habits, aren't they? Yeah, it's kind of a group of habits, actually. And, you know, one of the things that I've been very intentional about is my morning ritual for a while. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you know, my dad and I often talk about the different stages of life that we're at. And so my morning ritual looks different than his morning ritual, but we both have one and we both have for a long, long time. And what I love about it is it takes the decision making um, about how to set myself up for a great day just off the table. You know, that's not even necessary. Um, and in, by having this morning ritual, I have a series of things that I do each and every day that really set me up for success. You know, for example, I start my day in my morning ritual uh, with some devotional time. It's not um, very long because I have young kids. And so I have about an hour for my morning ritual before uh, my kids start getting up. Um, I plan my day in my full focus planner. So I've identified my daily big three tasks that I need to complete, the most important things that I can do today to make progress on my goals for the quarter. And then also, um, I then plan my food, as I was just saying, what am I going to eat today? And then I exercise and get ready. So, you know, it's not very complicated, but I do the same things in the exact same order for the pretty much the exact same amount of time every day. And I never have to think about it. I leave everything right by my chair where I sit in the morning. Um, I did forget coffee. Coffee always comes first. Let's be honest about that, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. that's an example, Megan, of a habit that you don't even think you have because right. you don't even list it yeah. when you think of habits. Right. It's just so automatic. That's what habits become. You don't even think about them. But I never forget it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Larry, you were talking earlier about people who wear the same clothes or the same type of clothes every day to eliminate those decisions, you being one of those people. What about food? Is there anything that you eat every day for the same meal that's just repetitive? Um. Yeah, but only two out of the three meals. I don't. <laughs> I don't the eat the same meals? thing for supper <laughs> every day. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, tell breakfast, us. Breakfast, uh, not every single day, but breakfast every day is uh, a banana and a half an avocado, or a banana and an apple. Um, once in a while, a protein shake. Uh, lunch is it goes in spells. I have a couple that I rotate in and rotate out. Uh, either a salad which I usually make ahead of time, mm -hmm. or a smoothie. And then supper, there's about five, they just in rotation. But I, you know, I have certain meals that I prepare, and I don't think that much about it. It's just, oh, today is going to be, okay, we're going to have pork chop tonight. So that goes with this, this, and that. And <laughs> boom, boom, boom. There's no thought involved. You just do it. That's awesome. Well, it definitely simplifies your life. It sure does. I could also eat peanut butter every single day yeah, from too. now to eternity. Yeah. I also eat chocolate every day. I don't That's really probably good for you. There's probably not a day that goes by that I don't eat chocolate. It's always on my, my plan, my food plan. Yeah. It's probably good for mm -hmm. you because it has the good kind of fat and it helps your, right. helps your brain. And it's actually, in fact, why don't we get some chocolate right now? Right. Who can Carry get us, us through the rest of this podcast? <laughs> Reason number one to fine-tune your habits is that it simply habits simplify your life. 
We've already gotten a little bit into reason number two, but I, I think we should talk more about this, that habits shape your success. Now, you talked about how your rituals especially set you up for success mm-hmm. during the day. But here's a question. Can habits work the other way? I mean, can they undermine your success as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. For example, one of the habits that I know can undermine my morning ritual and I have to, I don't know, this is like an impulse that I fight every morning is that I do not allow myself to check the news until I'm through all those things that I told you, till I till I have my uh, devotions, I have my day plan and my full focus planner, and I have my food planned. And that's when I pick up my phone and I check my email and I look at the news. If I let myself do that at the beginning, especially when I used to be on social media, you know, I think I've said on the podcast before, I'm no longer on social media. But when I was on social media, good grief, if I opened up Instagram or Facebook and went down that rabbit hole, I would look up and my hour for all those different things would be gone. And I would have no plan for my day, no plan for my food, no spiritual time, you know, I just kind of would fall into my day. So and that would be habitual. Yeah, I've, I've gone back and forth on um, the news. And this year, uh, I've tried to avoid reading too much news and not read it first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. But it's a habit. I get up, I I have my coffee, and I read the news. And wow, can that just tank your attitude for the whole day if you don't do something to mm-hmm. arrest it? So I've tried, like you, to break that habit. Not that I don't want to be informed, but sure. not the first thing in the morning. That's not the best way to set my mind up for success. Right. Well, it's not even really necessary for success if you think about it. I mean, you do, you do need to be generally informed, but if you had to choose between making a plan for your day, for example, and catching up on the news, you could probably be fine if you didn't catch up on the news for a day. But if you didn't have a plan for the day, I mean, it's functionally wasted or um, you know liable to be um, derailed in some way. And so that's always how I think about it. I want to make sure I get the most important things done and that those are habituated into my routine or my ritual every morning um, so that I, I can make sure I'm setting myself up for su- success. Everything else is kind of ancillary to that. Um, but at least I want to make sure that I get those core habits in. And for me, my morning ritual is the most important in my day. Now, speaking of setting yourself up for success and habits shaping your success. Have you ever created a habit to help you make an achievement goal? Like something you want to achieve and you think, if I, if I do this every day, it will help me reach that goal? Did you ever? Well, okay. So here's an example of a habit goal or a habit that would help to um, accomplish an achievement goal. So typically, I will have some kind of a financial goal every year around saving. And that's like a monthly, you know, goal that I want or Mm -hmm. or a year end goal, I guess is actually a better way to say it. But I have a monthly habit that's an automatic transfer that's going to help me with that, you know. And so I think that's a good example of how you can use a habit um, that's, you know, a discipline that's happening on a regular recurring basis that helps you accomplish something big later. Yeah, and it really works, too. Yeah. That automatic transfer automates it to the degree that you literally don't ever think about it. Right. It's just done for you. It's a Mm -hmm. once-and-done decision. Mm -hmm. You you know, I've, for years, wanted to be a more consistent journaler. And someone suggested to me uh, about seven years ago, it was in at the end of 2013, uh, that I begin the practice of writing 750 words every morning. 
Wow. It's called morning pages. Right, and a lot of right. writers and artists will do it. And it's kind of a well-known practice. And so mm-hmm. I began to do that. Now, I've had to reinstall that habit a few times because I get out of the habit and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a month will go by and I have to go get back into it. And I don't do it every single day. But I use a site for that called 750words.com. And it keeps some stats for me, which, you know, I love. (laughs) (laughs) And I have written in those seven years a little bit over one and a half million words. Whoa, that's amazing. I know. That's a lot of words. It's a lot. I Um, mean, a typical book is like 60, 70,000 words, right? Yeah, that would be a good full length book. Yeah. So So it's about like writing (laughs) three books a year. Wow. Uh, now, to write a book takes a lot longer. There's more sure. research involved. It's not off the top of your head writing. But it goes to show that if your goal is to do anything big, mm-hmm. you can uh, break it down into a habit. And so if you write a little bit every day, if you walk a little bit every day, if you run a little bit every day to get at fitness goals, uh, there are ways to break your achievement goal down into habits that will virtually achieve themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there are some some just straight up work related habits that yes. really further your success. For example, mm-hmm. um, writing up your notes after a meeting, mm. immediately after the meeting. It's a mm-hmm. habit I got into some years ago. And mm. wow, <laughs> did that That's cut down one. on the, hey, what did we decide yesterday? Right. Phone calls. One of my work related habits is that I meet with my direct reports once every two weeks. And I have a rotation of meetings that I go through with them. And that keeps us connected. It enables me to invest in their leadership development um, and really make sure that, you know, I have my finger kind of on the pulse of the business through my leaders all the time. And that's that's a habit that, you know, it's easy to kind of take for granted, but the rhythm and, and the habitual nature of those uh, meetings with direct reports can kind of make or break performance in a lot of ways. Yeah, it really can. And I, I like what you said that it's it's a, you know, the rhythm of the habit, because we've been talking about a lot of things that are pretty much daily, right? Um, but not all habits are daily. That's right. And th- there is a phenomenon that happens in habit building when you encounter the cue or the activation trigger for that habit, it will kick in. And it doesn't matter if it's every morning, uh, twice a day, uh, morning and evening, every Wednesday or once a month, it will just kick in when you encounter that cue. And the habit behavior takes over and voila, you've automated a behavior. Absolutely. Okay, Larry, I have a question for you. I feel like as our resident researcher, you know the answer to this probably. Is there any research around habit stacking? Like it's easier to install habits or it's easier to remain consistent with habits when you put them together, for example, in a morning ritual? Because I found that just anecdotally to be true, that my habits are reinforcing of one another, particularly when they're grouped together. But is there research for that? Megan, yes, there there is. And uh, a couple of months ago, I don't remember just when, but sometime here in 2020, we had the book Good Habits, Bad Habits by Wendy Wood as a mm, leaderboard right. selection. Yep. And it's about the science of making positive changes that stick. And she goes into detail about how habits are formed and how they sort of stick together and then how they come unglued. And one of the fascinating things I discovered there is that you can actually swap out habits by pairing a new behavior with the same cue 
or the same activation trigger. So the activation trigger starts the chain. And for example, you mentioned your morning routine where uh-huh. you, you, I, I forget the exact order, but it starts with coffee and yep. then uh, a walk, some exercise, planning your day, yep. reading the news. Well, if you wanted to initiate that in a different way, if you wanted to give up coffee, for example, Never. Uh, you get up. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Not going to well, happen. Let's go, with the, let's go with the next one. If you wanted to, to get up and if you wanted to read before you went for your walk, mm-hmm. you just begin to pair that reading with your coffee. So you have your coffee, then you read, and within cool. a very short time, you transfer the activation trigger to a new behavior, and the loop just keeps on going. That's awesome. So we've talked about two reasons why you should fine-tune your habits. It simplifies your life, number one, and two, habits shape your success. I think the third one is the most powerful, Megan. Habits lead to transformation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we all intuitively know this is true, but what you do shapes who you are. And if you want to become more productive, more successful at accomplishing your goals, more fit, more spiritually connected, more relationally connected, whatever, the key is the habits you're forming because your habits are the recurring behaviors that you have day in or week in, week out that over time add up to, you know, real change and real transformation. So for example, if you're a person who every day plans your day and identifies the three most important things that you need to accomplish, if you do that every day, you have 365 days a year times three important things per day that you've accomplished. I mean, that's like a thousand important things per year, right? And change. You know, that that's a big deal. It, it, yeah, it just begins with a simple habit yes. to do that one thing every day, and right. it opens a, a gateway to so much positive change. Yeah, exactly. Similarly, you know, if you think about exercise, that's probably the, the health ones are really easy to kind of wrap your mind around. But if you exercise every day, because that's a habit, I mean, the, the level of fitness and health that you're going to have is going to be dramatically better than if that's haphazard or doesn't happen at all. Um, same thing, you know, if I have a habit of a weekly date night with, which I do with Joel, um, you know, our marriage is going to be better because we purposefully invested 52 times a year in each other in that weekly date night, you know? So those are the kind of things that lead to transformation. They add up over time, but when you don't have them, then it, it really becomes kind of random what you experience in your life in terms of results and outcome. You're really not getting the true transformation. So that's one of my favorite things about habits is you put a a relatively small amount of effort on a daily or weekly or monthly basis, but over time it really becomes a lot and the changes you can see in your life are huge. And the amount of time that you invest in the habit, even setting it up to begin with and then doing it at whatever frequency is really small. I'll give you an example. I, I mentioned the very first habit I ever intentionally formed and that was Flossing my teeth. Oh I yeah! I hope yep. I hope my hygienist is listening. Great and job, Larry. <laughs> was, 
many years ago, when I was a young adult, and you're kind of off on your own, you're living life independently, and I had a disastrous trip to the dentist's office. Oh, wow. And, and he said, Larry, this is not uncommon with young adults because you don't have anybody making you brush and floss your teeth and so uh-huh. on, uh, but you've got to take this seriously. And so for once I did, and I did something similar to what you did, Megan, every evening before I would go to bed. I'd always brush my teeth. And I thought, how much longer will it take to floss? Well, it takes about a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about, not much. Not very long at all. And I successfully installed that habit, oh, 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I have done it virtually every day since then. Wow. That's and awesome. uh, yeah, what a difference it's made in my health. There are so many uh, positive habits that we could uh, that we could talk about, and the ones that deal with personal health and personal well-being and relational health are so important. But there are just as many that have to do with your work life, like getting to inbox zero and making that a practice. Uh, how freeing that is! How much stress it reduces! And it's a relatively simple thing to do if you just do it consistently. That's right. Make it a habit and do it at the beginning and the end of every day. Okay, so one thing that I forgot to mention earlier is that we actually have a brand new book coming out here in a couple weeks on habits, how to develop habits, how to get better at habits. It's called No Fail Habits, and it's from Michael Hyde and Company, of course. Larry, will you tell us a little bit about uh, what is in this book and what people can expect to learn? Yeah. I I think, first of all, it's important to realize if you've been a habit skeptic, as we've mentioned, um, the reason that people try and, f- and fail to uh, install new habits is that they don't really understand how the habit process works. It's so automatic mm-hmm. that you never see it in yourself. But the first part of the book is a deep dive in what's called the habit loop. And it's how this activation trigger, the cue, the response, the reward and repetition, how that all fits together to form a habitual action. And once you understand that, you can routinize or make a habit out of virtually any behavior. Anything that you want to do consistently, you can make a habit out of it and... You can learn how to break that chain uh, to get rid of some of those bad habits that Ah. you don't want. So that's one of the big outcomes of the book, to learn how habits work and how you can make them work for you. I love that. I mean, it's kind of like how to hack your brain in a way to become your ally in building habits. And I think that's one of the things that whether you are a habit skeptic or you are a habit junkie, and you're looking for an edge to kind of take it to the next level. In either case, this is the perfect book. Like all the books that we create, this is super practical. It's going to give you a clear plan on how to create habits, how to get better at habits in your life. And again, it's going to come out here in a couple of weeks. Um, If you want to be notified when it is released, so you can make sure to get your copy, this will be both a physical book and a digital book. Um, You can go to michaelhyatt.com slash countdown. That's going to connect you with a page about our countdown to 2021. We have all kinds of great things happening there. But one of the things that we'll be doing is letting everybody know when No Fail Habits is released. You're definitely going to want to get this in preparation for the new year. And it also would make a great gift for your team or friends and family for Christmas. Well, Megan, we've talked about the reasons that everybody should fine-tune their habits and up their habit game a bit. It simplifies your life. 
It shapes your success, and ultimately, it leads to transformation. What final thoughts do you have for our listeners today? Well, I think the biggest thing is in 2020, we are all looking for ways to make our lives less stressful, less exhausting, more enjoyable, and kind of rediscover our agency and our sense of control in our lives. And habits are one of the best ways to do all of those things. So whether, as we have been talking about, you're a habit skeptic or you're a habit junkie and you love habits, um, this is one of the tools in your toolbox for 2020 and for sure for 2021 that you can leverage. And I think um, if you give it a chance, you will fall in love with habits all over again because they really make your life easier. Yeah, I would just add to that, Megan, that uh, habits are actually quite easy. They are. If you struggle to form habits, uh, you should know that it's something you absolutely can do. You can install these behaviors that will simplify your life, set you up for success, and ultimately be very transforming. Well, Larry, thanks for joining us today and thank all of you who are joining us here. Can't wait to see you next week right here again on Lead to Win. This episode of Lead to Win is brought to you by Michael Hyatt's Countdown to 2021. Join this exclusive newsletter and free community of like-minded achievers who are committed to turning 2020's disappointments into 2021's greatest successes. Learn more at leadto.win slash countdown.